Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we believe your church can grow, your church should grow, and your personal growth as a leader really does make a difference. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Logan. Logan, how are you doing today? I am good. Any, how is everyone listening? I, they can't respond. Yeah, this but they're doing good. Media. I'm going to go ahead and put it on them. They're good. You're having a good day. I'm I speaking am, it for I you. I am. There you go. Have you had any <laughs> uh, alien sightings today? No, I haven't. But Growth have Company li- Growth Company got an Instagram page, and I swear to you, the DMs have been nothing about business and everything about like Bigfoot alien sightings. I'm not kidding. That's you. why the church in America is in <laughs> so much trouble is because you now have a cult following. A cult following. I started based something around I shouldn't have. Bigfoot and God help us. God help us. Mm. So today, everyone, we're going to talk about something completely new. Yep. This is brand new material. It is. This is exclusive. Exclusive. No um, one's ever heard this from Perry before. Right. Exactly. And it's so funny. Um, I got this idea. I got this concept. I really feel like the Lord showed me this idea when I was um, in the shower which is really weird to say on a podcast, and it just came out of my mouth. We're not going to edit that out, though. But a little side note here, I'll bet you didn't know why some of your best ideas hit you in the shower. Most people don't, because everybody has great ideas in the shower. The reason is, is because you've taken a shower the same way since you were like, 12 years old or, you know, 13 year or whatever. You, nobody ever stresses about, oh my gosh, how am I going to take the shower? You could go through the same routine. Because you go through the same routine, your mind is able to shut down and disengage. And when your mind is able to shut down and disengage, you have great ideas. Therefore, that's why I had this idea. So um, what is this big idea? I well, have to know. The, the, uh, the idea is it's all about, it all basically centers around the one of the reasons that the church is, I believe, is, um, or some churches, not all churches, but some churches are in trouble in the United States, even across the world, is because they're so um, bought into this idea. Uh, it, well, I'll just say it this way. It's all about the, the quote, unquote, Christian culture that exists. See, when, when you say that, what comes to mind is like women in the army green jackets, and like mm-hmm. coffee dates and like skinny jean worship leader, that kind of Ain't culture wrong, stuff. Yeah, nothing wrong with skinny jeans. Because, I mean, that stuff seems harmless to me, you know? Yeah, and that stuff is harmless. The uh, Well, some people shouldn't wear skinny jeans. But other than that, that's, that stuff is harmless. But Christian culture, when I say Christian culture, I don't, I don't, I don't mean that. And let me be really clear, too. I'm talking about unhealthy Christian culture because at the end of the day being a Christian's a good thing the type of the type of culture that I'm talking about it, it creates an atmosphere where on the only people that are allowed in the room essentially are the ones who externally have it all together and, and let me just say this this is never intentional no pastor in the history of the world with a true calling to minister to people has ever said, you know, I want this church to only include non-divorced couples who wait to have sex, mothers of mothers who stay home and always get their kids to youth group on time. 
um, people that have never struggled with any sort of addiction, um, guys that have never looked at porn. Um, no, no, there's not a pastor out there whose heart is is to exclude people. I mean, we all want to include everyone, but unfortunately, there seems to be an unhealthy Christian culture that develops. It, it really does. It just develops in our churches that breeds like racism. It breeds uh, homophobia. It bring it breeds judgment, um, closed mindedness, and 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 bullies. If I'm being honest, Barry, I just had like ten examples come to mind. Mm-hmm. I'm not even. I think everyone probably did. I mean, everyone's seen that type of behavior. But the problem, I feel like it goes unnoticed, Mm -hmm. you know, it's swept under the rug so easily. So how would a leader, you know, go about identifying that in his church? Um, I I would say there's about three questions that, that we've got to ask. And the first is who is your audience? In other words, who sits in your auditorium every single week? Now the key to the answer to this question is you've got to be willing to be like, 100% 100% honest. You can't disguise this. You've got to answer this question head on um, because your audience can tell you 90% of everything you need to know about your culture. So if you see only clean, primp, proper people, you have a major problem. Um, there's there's only uh, heterosexual, heterosexual couples. Um, there's a problem. Um, if I'm being really honest with you, if you only see white people, you, you have a problem. I mean, you got to look at the people coming to, if you don't see a single mom, if you don't see single moms, I think you got a problem. I mean, I, I, those are just some examples that I, that I'm, that I'm coming up with off the top of my head. What's the second question you'd ask yourself? The second question is, um, what does my staff talk about on Monday morning? Because if you walk into the office on Monday morning and you hear gossip, coming from your staff about how Sally had some sort of care conversation with Susie and found out that that Susie's pregnant with her third baby and she's still not married, you have a massive culture issue, one that needs to be addressed immediately because if somebody comes to a staff member and is really pouring their heart out, that comfort, that that conversation needs to be kept confidential but i know because you know logan i've done this before is sometimes we know certain information about people and we want to go tell that information because it makes us feel um more important and then if your staff is fake meaning they they tell hey sally um it's okay we're here for you we'll always be here every step of the way and we're praying for you but then they turn around and they're talking crap on monday morning to the rest of the staff about her and, you know, and ask, you know, oh my gosh, when will she learn her lesson? No one's going to want to marry her now. Um, that, that, that type of um, culture on staff will spread to the church because what, what you have, I, I once heard um, a guy much wiser than me talking about the staff that he worked with and he asked the questions, are, and this is a great question to ask about your staff, are the relationships that we have in this room worth replicating in our church? And then would those relationships be worth replicating in the world? And if not, we have a problem. And gossip is one of those things um, that can really shipwreck a church 
church staff. I mean, the staff knows you best. They work with you every day. They're an extension of who you are. And leading a staff of, of grownups sometimes, sometimes can feel like I'm having a house full of kids because we're completely responsible for their behavior. And when you hear something out of line as a leader, I think it's our job to step in and call it what it is and, and fix that problem immediately. So let's just pause here for a second. What if you had that situation? What if you had a staff member that was, I mean, being, if I'm being honest, they're gossiping about someone in your church on Monday in the office, what would you do? Like, how would you address that? Like if I overheard it? Yeah, if you I would, heard it. Yeah, I would just step in and say, who are we talking about and why are we having this conversation? Um, because let's say that um, who we're talking about is uh, Sally and she's pregnant with a third baby. Um, why are we having the conversation? Well, you know, there's either that person want to feel important or that person is talking to their boss about, how to get Sally some some help, maybe some financial help, maybe some counseling, or maybe, I I don't know. There, there's two different con- there's two different conversations. There's um, conversation of compassion, and that conversation is always allowed. But then the conversation of condemnation, um, if that's happening on our staff, that will eventually happen in our church, and it will drive the people away that Jesus ultimately called us to reach. So, Perry, what is that third and final question you would ask yourself as a leader to evaluate your church culture? Um, the third question is, um, and it sounds like an easy answer, but you got to really, really examine this question. Would Jesus and his disciples be, feel welcome in your church? Now, everybody would always go, well, yeah, but, but take in consideration Matthew the tax collector. I mean, this was one of the most morally reprehensible people on the planet. And that guy came and hung out with Jesus. Thomas the doubter. Is there room for people that have doubts in your church? Like, let's say, let's say somebody is like, I'm not sure I completely believe the Bible. Would it be okay for them to come to your church? Um, Jesus. He was a rebel leader who disrupted the status quo, and he was always hanging out. I mean, Jesus would never go to the Bible study. You couldn't get him out of the um, bar hanging out with the hookers and the tax collectors. So, I mean, I'm like, would those type of people, or would they feel judged, looked down upon, and outcast? Because, unfortunately, it was the Pharisees, not the sinners. It was the Pharisees who ultimately crucified Jesus and the Pharisees really do resemble the unhealthy Christian culture that we're talking about in in church world today. So those are three questions. Who's your audience? What does your staff talk about on Monday? And would Jesus and his disciples feel welcome in your church? That's real good, Perry. I ain't even going to lie to you. Well, thank you. That Uh, was real good. Well, thanks. Thanks. Uh, I, I, I would, and I know there's some pastors out there who might feel like they have an unhealthy culture. Um, and I would, I would just say to him or her, don't get discouraged. Um, unhealthy Christian culture is, is kind of like cancer and just like cancer, it can affect like, I know, I know incredibly healthy people that get diagnosed with cancer, but I would also say that it's something that definitely needs to be fixed and can be fixed. And if you have an unhealthy Christian culture in your church, um, that needs to be the number one thing addressed by your church so we can actually reach the people that Jesus called us to reach. So how would you suggest addressing it? What would you do? Well, um, for me, it all comes back to where I got this idea is 
how I was preparing to launch um, Second Chance Church. And I think you've got four circles of people. You've got um, the Christian culture, and that's and I would say the unhealthy Christian culture. And then the second circle, you got the Christian subculture. And then the third circle is the non-Christian subculture. And the fourth circle is the non-Christian culture, and they're really loud and vocal about it. And it's figuring out what circle your church is in, like honestly evaluating what group of people are you, is your church most likely to impact or reach out to and where your church should be strategically placed within those circles to reach people um, for Jesus, see their lives change, and literally make a difference in the community. And so for me, it was like a, a really enlightening thing where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just now seeing this for the very first time. I've been in church work for over 20 years. And unfortunately, most churches are set up to to convert the Christian subculture to the unhealthy Christian culture. And that's not how we're supposed to be set up at all. And so that's why I'm super excited about getting to launch um, Second Chance Church. And I'm also excited about being able to teach on this. I've had a couple church leaders reach out, you know, in just some conversations I've been having. And so I wanted everybody to know that I'm at, we're actually doing an online church growth conference. And we've got really, really creative with the name of the conference. We called it the Online Church Growth Conference. You can literally go to <laughs> onlinechurchgrowthconference.com. And the reason, the reason we're doing an Online Church Growth Conference, Logan, is because in church world, if you're going to take your staff to a conference, um, you got to pay all the registrations, you got to get airplane tickets, or you, you all pile in a car, you get hotel rooms. It's super, super expensive to get staff. And if you want, you want to take volunteers, that's super expensive. And so we've literally priced this at 49 bucks. And when I say 49 bucks, it's not 49 bucks per person. Your church can purchase this for 49 bucks and your staff can watch it. Your volunteers can watch it. Like you can have a hundred people watch it for all. It's $49 um, per church. Um, and we do have, we do have some limited space. We've got some people that have asked, well, can I come to Anderson, which everybody wants to come to Anderson. Let's be honest. It's a vacation. It is. And can I come to Anderson and be there in person? And we have 20 spots left. We actually have 18, two have already sold, mm -hmm. um, for $149. And, and, and what we'll do after the, the session that morning is we'll do a Q&A lunch afterwards, a really good Q&A lunch, by the way. But let me give you everybody the details. We'll be doing this on an online live broadcast on Wednesday, August the 15th, and th Thursday, August the 16th. We'll have a 9.30 live broadcast on each of those days with a uh, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time with a 2 p.m. Eastern time playback. And so if you're on the West Coast and you don't want to get up at 6.30, I completely understand um, there'll be a 2 p.m. playback. So 9.30 a.m. live on Wednesday, 9.30 a.m. live on Thursday um, with the 2 p.m. Uh, playback on both days. And by the way, the, the day that pastors can come in and participate is Wednesday, August 15th, and there's 18 spots for that. Anyway, all the information for that 
is at um, Online Church Growth Conference. All you got to do is go to onlinechurchgrowthconference.com. I really do believe this is one of the most exciting uh things that I've discovered personally, and I really do believe it'll set some churches up to have some major culture shifts in order to be able to grow and ultimately fulfill the Great Commission by reaching as many people as possible. And so that's that's, that's it for today. I hope everybody enjoyed the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast this week. If you see any Bigfoot or alien sightings, make sure you let us know at the growth company. What is our Instagram handle, Logan? Our Instagram handle is I want my church to grow. So you can go there and follow mm-hmm. us right now. And it's funny. It I'm is, leading it, so there's some laughs. There is some laughs, and there is some untruth. I do not say <laughs> guitar, but... He says guitar, people. I say yes, guitar. he does. I, I don't. I don't. And so... so the next episode will be hosted by somebody else because Logan has just lost her job. Again, she always like gets fired on the podcast. Time. Seriously, thanks for joining us this week. We'll, we'll talk to you next week on the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com.